Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Let's talk about today's sponsor, Javi Coffee. Javi Coffee is the way I love to start off my morning. I work very, very hard for you guys to put out the best content possible. And I get my energy from Javi Coffee. Would you like to have that same energy that I have every single morning? Well, you should try Javi Coffee. And for you guys, you can actually get three bottles of Javi Coffee for only $16.95 per unit. Each bottle contains 30 servings. It will save you so much money from going to your local coffee shop. And by the way, folks, it actually tastes even better. You can use sugar. You can use monk fruit. I'm a low carb person. I don't like the carbs. This is keto friendly. And guys, it is super easy to make. Just put water in your cup. Add one teaspoon or two teaspoons of Javi coffee. Mix it up. Use whipped cream, sugar, monk fruit, whatever. And folks, it tastes absolutely amazing. So check out the link in the description or the pinned comment and get Javi coffee delivered to you today. First, here's a word from today's sponsor. Friends, I'm very concerned about food shortages coming to America. No, not local or short-lived shortages. I'm talking about a national food shortage that will affect everyone, everywhere, for a very long time. Would you be ready if that happened? Probably not. That's why I urge you to get some long-term storage emergency food from my friends at My Patriot Supply. They're the original Patriot Survival Company. Over the past decade, they've served millions of American families like yours. Their mission is your survival. And right now, you can save 25% on a four-week kit of emergency food that will save the day. Probably soon. This four-week kit has a wide variety of delicious food that provides over 2,000 calories per day. The right amount for optimum survival. Go to preparewithblackandwhite.com so you can claim your four-week emergency food kit and save 25% in the process. Order a tasty starter kit for each member of your family, and they will ship everything quickly and discreetly to your door. That's preparewithblackandwhite.com. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodriguez for our black and white sports. My goodness, a Green Bay Packers shareholder, I believe, has decided to make a point, uh, make a point to the NFL and the Green Bay Packers about all of their social justice nonsense And now it has caught national attention by way of the New York Post. Because, look, the NFL decided to go out there and say, hey, there's a black national anthem. We're going to play that. We're going to allow players to kneel for the national anthem. We're going to run commercials over and over again about social justice. And this is the byproduct of that. 
You've got fans that are now trying to prove a point because they're saying, look, if this was the other way around, this would be perceived as a problem. And um, I think a lot of people unjustly are going to end up uh, labeling this Packers fan when really and truly, yeah, they're just trying to make a real point here. Packers post fan letter. Why didn't we draft any white players? And that is not all this Packers shareholder. This fan has got to say to the Packers and the NFL. Mark Murphy, the president and CEO of the Packers, addressed the team's decisions in the 2022 NFL draft in a fan inquiry that expressed curiosity as to, quote, out of 11 players drafted by the Packers, none are white. And this is not the sole point this fan's going to make. Murphy addressed the fan, who is a shareholder in the, t- in the team by name in his monthly column, Murphy Takes Five, which is published on the team's website. Quote, Marilyn, I can assure you that the NFL, and particularly the Packers, are not racist when it comes to drafting players. Murphy wrote, Our draft decisions are based solely on players' abilities and whether we think they can help our team. Quote, in case you haven't noticed, approximately 80% of the players in the league are black. And it has been that way for many years. There was a time, though, many years ago, when the teams were reluctant to draft black players. Vince Lombardi, who was discriminated against because he was Italian, helped change things when he came to Green Bay and built the Packers into a dynasty by focusing in on black players. i got to tell you, that statement in itself doesn't sound great. Focus in on the best player regardless of race. That would be the thing to maybe do. I am very proud of our players, both black and white, and when they speak out on social justice and equity issues, they are in a privileged position as NFL players and can help others who are not so fortunate. The fan. Maryland's question read in full. Out of 11 players drafted by the Packers in the 2022 NFL Draft, none are white. I also looked at the first two rounds of 64 and found that only 11 players drafted by all teams were white. When I googled the question of how many were white overall drafted, Google wouldn't answer the question. I wonder why. And I sure hope... We aren't going to have to hear all the whining about equity and justice and all the markings on hats and shoes and all else. In other words, the point is, you got 80% of your players that are black. Why are you putting all these markings all over the field? Why are you talking about inequities when you're talking about a league that builds generational wealth for black men in this country? Anybody starting to see the point? Quote, I suggest the NFL is actually racist for choosing and highlighting black players. I am sure that is why you chose Jordan Love as a quarterback when he should have never been chosen. I hope the Packers will play the national anthem, fly the flag high with the planes going over as they always have. Anyone who doesn't respect and honor our flag and our military heroes does not belong on a Packers roster. So, for the 2022-23 season, 
let's just play football and leave all the politics and racism out of the stadium. That was the point this Packers shareholder was trying to make. In this column, Murphy wrote that the Packers' performance in the 2022 draft was, quote, successful. Green Bay added 11 new players to the roster last month, including two first-round picks out of Georgia, Quay Walker and defensive lineman Devontae Wyatt. Both quality picks, both players I can't dispute based on talent. The Packers are also picked three offensive linemen, three wide receivers, an edge rusher, a hybrid linebacker safety, and a nose tackle. This is what you get in the NFL fan slash Packers fan slash shareholder is trying to make a point to the NFL, Roger Goodell, Mark Murphy, and all these people going out there virtue signaling, you have made your league about one color only yourself in the last 18 months. Okay? You can't go out there and play a black national anthem and not expect to see a letter like this because, look, in America, we believe the national anthem is for everybody regardless of their color. Okay? You've run all these social justice narratives, and now you're getting called out because it looks like if you didn't know any better, if you were just becoming an NFL fan, you were coming out of nowhere, and you were watching, you sat down to watch a sporting event, you watched, and you would be like, wait a minute, does this league not really like white people very much? Because that's sort of the takeaway from all of this. What's up with all this political nonsense in these NFL games? That is the point this NFL fan is trying to make in this letter. Do I think they really had a problem that there were no white players drafted by the Packers? No, I don't think this fan is is saying that. But they're saying, hey, how about we get back to football? How, how about we get back to patriotism? How about we get back to one national anthem that respects everybody of all races and leave your damn politics out of the national football league. That is the point this fan is trying to make. And I think it's a valid and a powerful point. If you don't believe that this channel's gotten 60 million views just because of that, (laughs) that right there. Wow. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Peace. I'm out till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for Black and White Sports. Well, once again, another day, another NFL player arrested. This time, a pretty damn big name. One of the reasons why Russell Wilson agreed to be traded to the Denver Broncos was this guy, this receiver, one of the best young receivers in the league, Jerry Judy. Yeah, he's been arrested. And why is it always something to do with domestic violence? I I mean... This, this is just ridiculous. Uh, this is outkick. Broncos receiver Jerry Judy was reportedly arrested Thursday afternoon on charges of second-degree criminal tampering with a domestic violence enhancer. 
a misdemeanor offense, according to a Colorado legal defense group. Criminal tampering means to tamper with another person's property, quote, with the intent to cause injury, inconvenience, or annoyance. I don't know what that means, folks. NFL Network's Tom Pelissero reports that the domestic violence enhancer is based on Judy's relationship with the accuser. Second-degree criminal tampering can carry up to 120 days in jail and or up to $750 in fines. I will be shocked if he gets any time in jail. My gut feeling would be negative. With the domestic violence enhancer added, however, it could increase the potential punishment if Judy is convicted. Judy is on a no-bond hold and must stay in jail, wow, until he sees a judge who is able to order a mandatory protection order. Authorities say that hearing is likely to take place within 24 hours. Broncos have not immediately responded to Outkick's request for comment. Uh, Arapapo County Sheriff's Office released the following statement on the situation. The professional football player Jerry Judy has been arrested by Arapaho County Sheriff deputies. They wrote via Twitter. They put it on Twitter. He's been held at Arapaho County Jail on charges of second-degree criminal tampering with a domestic violence enhancer, a misdemeanor. He's on a no-bond hold, and he's innocent until proven guilty. Wow, the sheriff's office told Denver Post that Judy was taken into custody between 11.30 a.m. and 12.30 p.m. today. Judy's Denver is Denver's 2020 first-round pick, has appeared in 26 games for the Broncos, hauling in 90 receptions for 1,323 yards and three touchdowns. Boy, you got to get them touchdowns up. Uh, so, wow. Wow. Another day, another NFL arrest. I told you, I keep telling you this, we could actually create another channel just to do guys in the NFL to get arrested. I mean, literally. I mean, it'd get like, it'd probably get like somewhere between three and six videos a week kind of wild i mean it's absolutely crazy he is of course innocent until proven guilty but i don't understand why it's always something to do with domestic violence Uh, i i don't know hell of a receiver gotta get them touchdowns up though i mean i mean three and 26 games is not not good tell me what you think black and white sports fans wow peace i'm out till next time thanks for watching the show Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Road Rance for Black and White Sports. If you're new to the channel, make sure you hit subscribe. And as always, we appreciate everybody watching... Let's get to Brittany Griner because yesterday we found out that Russia had had a pre-trial hearing. Her detainment got extended 30 days. Of course, she's a WNBA star and played college basketball at Baylor, also a member of the women's team USA um, for the, in plays in the Olympics. Well, anyway, she was caught bringing vape cartridges with cannabis oil into Russia, they busted her on video, allegedly. 
It's funny. We see it on video, but allegedly. And that is a very serious crime in Russia. Okay, she broke Russian law. Well, we may be getting to sort of an end game involving what Russia may want. Now, keep in mind, in Russia, they've got what's called state-run media, like China. Okay, if we ain't careful, that's where we're going here. I'm just letting you know we may already be there. Have you ever watched CNN and MSNBC? Well, it seems like a propaganda channel for the Joe Biden administration. And it's going to be interesting to see with the pressure that some of the Democrats are putting out there to try to virtue signal to get Brittany Griner back. Will they cave? Okay, because now the winds are blowing as to what Russia wants back for Brittany Griner. And uh, here we go. Reports Russia wants, quote, merchant of death in exchange for Brittany Griner. There ain't no way. I mean, no way. For the first time since Brittany Griner's arrest almost three months ago, Russia appears to have publicly signaled its asking price for her safe return if multiple reports by Russian state media are to be believed. I would take them with a massive Massive grain of salt. This is Yahoo. Russia is looking to exchange the WNBA star in a prisoner swap for notorious convicted arms trafficker Victor Bout. Several state-owned Russian news outlets reported Friday, citing an unnamed government unnamed government government sources. Bout, whose exploits earned him the nickname, the quote. Merchant of Death, <laughs> sounds like a WWE name, flooded fierce conflicts in Africa and the Middle East with weapons, U.S. authorities say. He was arrested during a sting operation in Thai, Thai, uh, Thailand in 2008, extradited to the U.S. and sentenced to 25 years for conspiracy to kill U.S. citizens, delivery of anti-aircraft missiles, and providing aid to a terrorist organization. And that only gets you 25 years? Really? Okay. After Bout's arrest, the U.S. alleged that his Russian allies tried to block his extradition from Thailand to America by bribing key witnesses to give false testimony. I'm surprised they didn't disappear, frankly. Since his 2012 conviction... Bout has been at the top of Russia's prisoner exchange wish list and has been linked repeatedly in Russian state media with potential swaps involving jailed Americans that have not come to fruition. U.S. Ambassador to Russia John Sullivan visited Russia's Ministry of Foreign Affairs in Moscow on Wednesday, but the State Department did not disclose what they discussed. A spokesperson for the State Department declined comment to Yahoo Sports on Friday when asked if the negotiations released underway and if Russia was seeking to trade for Bout, quote, due to operational and privacy concerns, we are unable to discuss specific details, the spokesperson uh, said. While one Russian state media report quoted an unnamed source who described a potential grinder for Bout exchange as, quote, likely, experts in Russian diplomacy viewed that as skeptical. William Pomerantz, a professor of Russian law and the acting director of the Kennan Institute, told Yahoo Sports 
that he interprets the reports as a signal that Russia, quote, Russia really wants to make that trade, but cautioned that they give no indication of the U.S.'s willingness. This is Russia saying, wouldn't this be a great idea? This isn't the U.S. saying they're interested. We've had other opportunities to get rid of Victor Bout in the past, and we haven't done it. Yeah, I wonder how long it's been since there's been such a high-profile prisoner. The, the Marine was over there. Um, I don't know, because this one's becoming a... You know, anything involving anybody in the WNBA is going to be considered a social issue, member of the LGBTQ, elemental P community here. And um, I, I, I can't imagine us doing this, but Biden caving, turning over an arms dealer, the way things have been being done in this country involving, let's just be honest, criminal behavior in the last 18 to 24 months. I mean, I can't put anything past anybody at this point. Okay. I mean, an arms dealer for a WNBA player, not a chance in the pit of Hades. Would I make this trade? Sorry. And look, I'm, I, I, that tells you, I'm certainly not pro Russia. This, this savage criminal should not be swapped for a basketball player. Okay, if you're tops trading cards, that is not that is not happening, okay? It's not going to happen. That's a veto. Now, Russia's kind of smart in this because they're doing the old thing that we see sports clubs do all the time. You know, Baker Mayfield, the Browns want to get rid of him. So what do they do? They call up the local beat reporter, and the local beat reporter because he wants to stay in good with the NFL fr franchise, well, Seattle Seahawks have inquired about the availability of Baker Mayfield. <laughs> when John Snyder never picked up the phone, right? I'm just using that as an example, but you get the point. All of a sudden, Baker Mayfield's on the market. Now, we knew that because of Deshaun Watson, but you get it. That's the kind of thing that happens all the time. Oh, guy's available. Yeah, it's because the media floated it out there by way of the club. Same thing with Russia here. And the merchant of death. Now, I think we'd be keeping his ass locked up. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. It, look, it doesn't help that Brittany Griner acted like she hated this country, too, for the last 24 months. Oppressed. Now you're oppressed. I mean, come on. Now you're locked up. Again, you broke Russian law. I'm not trying to be harsh here. But we're not talking U.S. law. You're in somebody else's country, and Russia considered you having disrespected their country. Don't know what else to tell you. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into... Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rudrance for our Black and White Sports. We're going to talk about Jack Brewer, the former NFL safety who played for the Vikings, played for the Giants, little cup of coffee, I believe, with the Eagles. Most notably, recently, 
He has went after Joy Reid. Now, we know that lunatic works for MSNBC. And um, she went on a massive rant about the, the young black boys that were at a Ron DeSantis rally. Jack Brewer was there, and those boys were part of his uh, youth outreach group that he that he provides in the community. Well, there was a lot of sinister things that went on there. Uh, like the fact that they actually started getting threats and things like that. So uh, he filed a police report on Joy Reid and told her, if you don't apologize for the words that you used, and she used the words child abuse, because, you know, Ron DeSantis was there, so she lost her mind. He said, if you don't come out and publicly apologize, along with MSNBC, I'm going to sue you. Well, of course, he filed a lawsuit. So now he has come out and he has spoken out against a group that the NBA wrapped its loving arms completely around in the Marxist BLM, uh, Black Lives Matter, that movement, that Marxist organization that was co-founded by Patrice Cullors. We found out all the, the shady goings on that she is involved with, spending money all over the place, buying mansions, throwing parties, yada, yada, yada. Well... Look, we all know Black Lives Matter is not really about saving black lives. So now he has turned his attention to Black Lives Matter and is calling them out. Why? Black on black crime. Massive, massive issue. Uh, That is really where the real problem is, along with things like the lack of fathers in homes. That is the actual root cause of a lot of problems involving crime in the black community. And he's trying to circumvent... And stop some of those. Now, keep in mind, guys like LeBron James are heavily involved in the BLM. So, just keep that in mind as you're watching this. Let's watch this clip. This brutality still exists. Bad cops exist. But 97, 98% of black homicides do not involve police at all. You've been saying this for years, Jack. Why did the left, the media, the corporations, the elite, the list goes on and on and on, not see this coming? I don't know. I remember back when Trayvon Martin was killed. Um, I was actually a supporter of Black Lives Matter then. I thought it started off as a righteous call for justice, uh, but it quickly grew uh, into a cancerous ideology uh, that has just ravaged black communities. And uh, it's so unfortunate when you see uh, black murder rates increasing by, I think, over 30 percent. I think we're up to 43 percent of, of all murders are, are, are African-Americans. And you, sh- and you see uh, in our major wow. cities uh, that murder rates are spiking the way that they are. And youth murder rates. I mean, now we have uh, kids killing kids. I think in the city of Chicago, 407 kids killed other black kids. Kids. Uh, and so our problem really is not police officers. Our problem is our problem is internal. Our problem is a culture uh, that is created that incentivizes uh, little boys to think that they should carry guns and shoot at each other and be involved in gang warfare in school systems that don't teach kids how to read and write uh, and and fatherlessness that has ravaged uh, our communities and and have and has our kids at war. Uh, against each other. Uh, we don't talk about that enough. We want to always talk about when a police officer kills a black kid, but we don't talk about uh, the real crisis uh, with the thousands of black lives that are lost yeah. uh, in the, at the hands of uh, senseless gang warfare uh, and turf warfare. And you know- These- yeah, so he is coming out and he is speaking out. 
He called Black Lives Matter cancerous here. Now, we've said, look, especially coming off some of these weekends in which Chicago, New York, L.A. have become absolute war zones, why isn't Black Lives Matter protesting in the streets? Where is the NBA and their outrage? Why is LeBron James not at the front of the Black Lives Matter protesting down the streets against black-on-black crime? Well, it's because it doesn't serve the leftist narrative of the fall and the false narrative of police brutality. And he just said it's cancerous. The organization is cancerous. And he tells you exactly what the real problems is here. Look, we always like to cover Jack Brewer because Jack Brewer breaks all kinds of leftist narratives and that sort of cloud that Democrats love to put around black men in this country. You know, oh, they they always support Joe Biden. They're always going to support Black Lives Matter. Look, you got you got black people coming out now saying, I gave money to this organization and our community has seen nothing, nothing out there from this organization, an organization that the NBA had painted their logo on their floor of their courts. This is one reason. I mean, even with, you know, the NBA starting to build some ratings back and all that. This is one of the big reasons why I have not come back to the NBA. I liked the NBA. I did. But I'll never come back to it until Adam Silver's gone, till LeBron James retires. Okay? And they've got to try to do something about China, too. I don't know how that's going to happen, but they need to take a stand against taking that money. So, former NFL player right here, coming out, breaking narratives. Where are all the other Former NFL players, former NBA players, you guys are so woke, you're so ate up when you need to truly do your research like guys like Jack Brewer has done, you know, so tell me what you think, black and white sports fans, Jack Brewer, once again, unapologetic, speaking out, man, uh, being a former NFL player is powerful and it has reach. And I commend him for using that to try to better the black community. Good job. Great job. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and white sports fans, for a very, very long time here on this channel, we have been critical of the NBA for remaining silent on China. They refuse to criticize Chinese slavers. They won't mention anything about them, but they have no problem criticizing this country here. China is an oppressive country to their people. We have told you what is going on with the Uyghurs over there in northwestern China. And the NBA doesn't seem to care whatsoever. So that leads us to one LeBron James, who we call on this channel, LaChina James. And that's for a very, very good reason. As you guys may remember, when uh, Daryl Morey 
came out and showed his support for Hong Kong. LeBron James didn't support Hong Kong. He said that Daryl Morey was uh, uneducated, even though the Daryl Morey is probably the smartest person in the NBA. Well, LaChina James's silence seems to have paid off, folks, because check this out over here on Breitbart. China backed LeBron James tops athlete salary list with one hundred and twenty seven million dollars in twenty twenty one. But folks, this this part right here is pretty eye opening here. Check this out. LeBron James has come in at the top spot of Sportico's list of highest paid players for twenty twenty two. He was not just the highest paid athlete, but it was also the highest annual earnings take of his career. LeBron James has cashed in and we know it's pretty much off of the back of Chinese slave labor. Now, of course, he makes over $40 million a year just from his NBA salary alone. But we know that LeBron James has other um, production companies, that kind of thing, endorsements. And of course, Nike, who is in bed with China. Last year, guys, Nike's uh, CEO came out and said that we are a brand for China. He said that that was his words, not mine, not the exact words, but he did say that they are a company for China. Not the U.S. But it says here the Lakers were shut out of this year's playoffs and for the second year in a row. But that has not put a dent into James's earnings. Instead, James raked in uh, with his uh, rich shoe deals, deep ties to China and TV and film deals. James earned $41 million in salary as an NBA player. Sportico reported and and ranked uh, second in the NBA in scoring with uh, 28.5 points per game in 2021-2022, but that was the least of the windfall coming his way. As far as sports go, along with his uh, stake in the Boston Red Sox, yeah, that's right, he did uh, buy minority stake. James also has a stake in Liverpool, a soccer team in the English Premier League. The Laker also earns millions from his Nike contract and his endorsement deals uh, with uh, Walmart, GMC, AT&T, PepsiCo, and others. In addition, personal brands include including Calm, uh, Ladder, OpenFit, and Lobos 1707 Tequila, all bringing rich returns. Nike, of course, is heavily invested in the Chinese market and is said to have raked in upwards of $6 billion in China in just the last year. And as it happens, James is one of Nike's biggest selling names in the Chinese market. Nike is listed among 83 international companies benefiting directly or indirectly from Chinese slave labor. And of course, you know, LeBron James is going to remain silent to not piss off his uh, Chinese overlords, his overseers, because if he does. A bit portion of his money is going to dry up. You know, LeBron James wants to be a social justice warrior. He wants to be looked at. In the same eyes as like a Muhammad Ali or something like that. But this man won't call out what's happening over there in China. He will not 
speak about the oppression of the people of Hong Kong, what's going on with Taiwan, and of course the Uyghurs, like we already said. He is silent because he's a hypocrite, because he loved one thing he loves even more than being black. He loves green. Green is everything. He loves the money. He loves the money. James also fills his pockets with earnings from his uh, seven year old media group, the Spring Hill Company. Almost all these deals lead back to China with the manufacturing of products being made by Chinese factories to media projects, earning millions from Chinese audiences. With all these lucrative ties to the communist nation, it is no wonder that James refuses to criticize China for its genocidal human rights abuses. And you will never, ever hear LeBron James say anything about that. But hey, LeBron James, the highest earner of athletes in the world. And he is so deep in bed with China. He's not the only one. There's other NBA players. We talked about them before, too. Uh, Clay Thomas, Clay Thompson, I say, has um, a contract with uh, either Anta or um, I forget the other company over there in China. There's quite a few of these NBA players. This is why the NBA remains silent. But they have no problem shilling for the Marxist organization, Black Lives Matter. LeBron James is 1000% a hypocrite and he's fattening his pockets. I mean, if you guys look at Colin Kaepernick and the money he's making, it is pennies to com- compare to what LeBron James is making because LeBron James can actually still play his sport. Unlike Colin Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick's skills is eroded away immensely. That's why you haven't seen this guy in six years. LeBron James, he can still play. And it, as long as he keeps playing, he's still going to get these 40 plus million dollar deals. Of course, the NBA is so in bed with China. All of his business dealings seem to lead back to China. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to black and white sports. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for Black and White Sports. If you're new to the channel, make sure you hit subscribe. And we appreciate you guys watching and supporting as always. Well, we're going to talk about the WNBA. Because it seems that SI, yes, the SI Swimsuit Edition came out. And Sports Illustrated decided to highlight WNBA players. That's right, WNBA players in their uh, swimsuits. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, WNBA players in their swimsuit, in their swimsuits, and it seems, of course, the WNBA is back playing, so the ratings are out, and it seems this swimsuit edition really helped in the ratings. And by helped, 
They are absolutely, positively putrid. I bet there's new people that, that just came through the channel and they're like, is this dude fake vomiting? Yes. Well, you might too after you see uh, this story about swimsuit edition. Then we'll get to the ratings. New York Post, SI swimsuit issue to feature five WNBA players. Oh, uh, mm. oh, there you go. Right there. Yeah, that's Sue Bird. It is. <laughs> Megan Rapino's girlfriend. 2022 Sports Illustrated swimsuit went for the W. The latest iteration of the special edition featured five WNBA players storm guard Sue Bird, free agent guard Tia Cooper, Sparks forward Inika something, whatever your name is, Liberty guard D.D. Richards, and storm guard forward Brianna Stewart. Good God. Oh, it is hard to read. I should have done this right here. Among its pages, the players photographed in black swimsuits by Loretta Houston in the U.S. Virgin Islands were chosen in an attempt to represent the league's diversity and inclusion. There you go. All right. I can't tell if that's actually a man or a woman, to be honest with you. Quote, this is who we are. This is the makeup of our league. Bird said, we represent a variety, of course, of women, women of color, members of the LGBTQIA2 plus LMNOP community, and much more. The swimsuit issue for so many years has been iconic and has been represented a lot of women. Now you are seeing the evolution in what that can mean and what that can look like. And I think WNBA players being a part of that is what makes it special. There is no better group of women to showcase that evolution. All five players that play big roles in the WNBA's pursuit of social and racial justice on and off the court. My God, it certainly did not help their ratings. So, in case you're wondering, the league debuted the other night, and it seems the debut game on ESPN, not not the deuce, but the actual flagship, the actual mothership, as they call it, as Dan Patrick would call it, the woke Marxist ESPN of China, the WNBA in primetime on Saturday night grabbed 337,000 viewers. And you might be like, well, that doesn't seem that bad. On contraire, mo frere, WNBA basketball the next night on ESPN2, 143,000 viewers. If this tells you anything, even CNN beat the WNBA. Even CNN at 2 a.m. had higher ratings, and nobody watches CNN. Nobody. Nobody at all. Let's go. We got one more here. Uh, We got one more, I promise. Uh, There we go. ESPN 2, 8 p.m. Washington, Minnesota. I don't even know what those teams' names are to be honest with you. And it seems nobody else does either. 105,000 viewers. A nationally televised WNBA game on ESPN2 
got barely over a hundred thousand viewers. My God, Golf Central's pregame got two hundred and ten thousand. Outdrew both NBA games. I mean, what all beat them for crying out loud? Um, my God, I mean everything beat them. I don't know what a lost colony of Roanoke science is. 280,000? It doubled them up. It almost tripled them up, for crying out loud. Wow. That's absolutely crazy. The WNBA, it seems, nobody is watching. And, of course, you might be like, man, you're a little more loosey-goosey on this video than normal. It's because we love to... Look, we love to celebrate these brave and stunning, courageous women of inclusion... Here on Black and White Sports, I promise you, we will get those one or two or three people that will get triggered and unsub because they would be like, oh, that's a G.D. Trump voting DeSantis-liking some bitch, isn't it? Show is. Tell me what you think, Black and White Sports fans. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrians for Black and White Sports. Wow, we've got a... uh, Story that has come out involving ESPN analyst and and former NBA coach, hopeful future NBA coach, Mark Jackson. For full disclosure, I think he's a fantastic analyst. And I think he was a really damn good coach and deserves another shot at being a coach. Well, now, as you can imagine, some allegations has come out about Mark Jackson involving stuff many years back. Here we go. Cancel culture. Trying now that they know he's getting closer and closer to jobs, either with the Lakers, either with the um, the Sacramento Kings. Now, <laughs> the media is going to start targeting Mark Jackson. I'm surprised they're coming after him because, after all, he is a person of color. And uh, lately, lately they shy away from anything involving somebody of color. Um. Most notably, Deshaun Watson. I mean, we've seen that. It's basically been ignored by the mainstream media. Uh, But let's get to this because, again, I think it's ridiculous that we're talking about things that that went on years ago. Um, This revisionist history crap is for the birds. Uh, Once again, make sure you hit that subscribe button. This is Outsports.com, and it's by way of several different places now. Mark Jackson continues to face allegations of graphic homophobia. Jackson has reportedly been turned down by the Kings and the Lakers for their head coaching positions. Yikes. So he's out of the running, I guess. Mark Jackson has, for years, faced allegations he made, homophobic mo- had homophobic moments that led to a problematic environment when he was a coach. Of the Golden State Warriors a decade ago, allegations have resurfaced as the Lakers and Kings showed some interest in hiring Jackson as their next coach. Despite apparent interest from none other than LeBron James, I did a video on some things he said about LeBron's wife the other day. Um, but LeBron co-signed for him, so I mean, you know, that's that's up to LeBron. As well as Kings owner Vivek Kick. 
Rana Davey? I don't know. Jackson is still without a coaching gig, and he may stay that way. Stories and rumors about anti-gay comments by Jackson have floated around for years. Now they're resurfacing with some new claims. We've previously written about claims that a rift had developed on the Warriors when Jackson allegedly vocalized opposition to same-sex marriage, despite team president at the time, Rick Welts, being gay. Now allegations unearthed by Ethan Strauss claim that at the time he was Warriors coach, Jackson had referred to Jason Collins and team president Rick Welts, both openly gay, as, quote, penis grabbers who were going to hell. While these allegations stem from years ago, it's not hard to understand why they may, in conjunction with other claims, create a divisive environment he may have trouble getting out from under them. It's going to be interesting to see if ESPN takes action against him. The Kings, for example, have many out LGBTQ employees, at least seven as of 2020, and create a powerful pride night and develop year-long relationships with the local LGBTQ community. Lakers have also made embracing the LGBTQ community a priority. One night, I've got to have dinner with Kurt Rambis and Linda Rambis, both team decision makers, and they are eager to talk about LGBTQ inclusion and how to create an inclusive environment on an NBA team. I guess this is the writer saying this. I don't know. Under Jackson... Uh, unless Jackson were willing and able to publicly distance himself from alleged remarks and outright reject them, it would be hard for either of these two teams to hire him, given the NBA's public push for LGBTQ inclusion. It would be tough for any team to hire him. Despite him landing media jobs talking about the NBA, Jackson's alleged homophobia may keep him from ever coaching in the NBA. What does Jackson's future hold? Impossible to say. If he does get hired by an NBA team as a coach, he will have to specifically address these allegations and how he feels about Collins and Welt, same-sex marriage, and LGBTQ people in general. So now, in other words, the alphabet community is coming after him now. Good Lord. Dave Chappelle has been very vocal about the fact, oh, them L's and them B's and them Q's and them geez, they start coming af- after you, you get in a bind. Um, man, there is no more of a powerful woke mob that gets incensed than that particular group, it seems. Look, it sounds to me like this may have been some quote-unquote locker room talk, and I don't know if you guys have ever been in a locker room environment or a bunch of guys sitting around talking bullshitting for lack of a better way of putting it, but you would be amazed some of the things that are said. And again, we're talking years ago, okay? Who knows how Mark Jackson has evolved as a person since then? Again, we're talking about things from years ago. Man, I don't know if he go- he's going to get out of this because of that particular community that gets enraged, and it doesn't matter. It seems it doesn't matter. That's the one time that that everybody that wants to play color as a card, it's the one time they yanked that card away. We've seen what's happened with Dave Chappelle. Um, so now we got Mark Jackson and that community coming after him. And um, I would guess this is going to knock him out of both of those jobs. This article is claiming he's already out of the running 
for both of those jobs. Mark Jackson is a really damn good basketball coach. Uh, again, allegations from years ago. There's nothing saying for sure that these are even true. We don't know that. We don't know that. Um, everybody has gotten so sensitive, and this is utterly ridiculous. And, of course, the basketball teams themselves are going to worry about backlash. You know, they look up. They got to protest the 4,000 people in front of their arena because Mark Jackson gets hired. So we'll have to keep an eye on that if he was to actually get a job. But personally speaking, I think this is bullshit. I mean, it's from years ago. He's certainly a qualified person to get a head coaching job in the NBA. He's a really damn good analyst, too. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. They're trying to cancel Mark Jackson now. Peace. I'm out. Till next. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrians for our black and white sports. If you're new to the channel, make sure you hit subscribe. And as always, we appreciate you guys watching. And we finally, now finally, know what Tom Brady will be doing post-NFL career. Now keep in mind, ESPN lured away Fox Sports' number one broadcast team in Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. And really and truly, the biggest ratings window every week in the NFL. A lot of times, people like to allude to Sunday night football, Monday night football. But that Fox Sports NFC window where the Cowboys play so much, the Packers play so much, the 49ers play so much, it tends to be, and Tom Brady with the Bucks, it tends to be the highest rated uh, football programming every week. Sometimes upwards of like, 30 million viewers. Well, Fox Sports has come back with a vengeance, and they have their number one team now going forward. Tom Brady is joining Fox Sports. When he decides to retire, he will become the lead NFL analyst in that afternoon or game of the week Fox slot. Wow. New York Post. Tom Brady joining Fox Sports. After NFL retirement, Tom Brady's life after football just got a little clearer. Fox CEO Lakin Murdoch announced Tuesday that Brady agreed to a long-term deal with the network and will be Fox Sports' lead NFL analyst when he retires. Brady will work alongside Kevin Burkhart. He's a good, damn good uh, color guy. Whenever his NFL career ends. Wow. Over the course of this long-term agreement, Tom will not only call our biggest NFL games with Kevin Burkhart, but will also serve as an ambassador for us, particularly with respect to client and promotional initiatives, Fox Sports said. The seven-time Super Bowl champ briefly called it a career in February before announcing 40 days later he'd be returning to the Buccaneers for his 23rd NFL season. Brady44 Tuesday on Twitter uh, said that while he's excited about his post-NFL venture, 
There's a lot of unfinished business on the field with the Buccaneers, if it's just with the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers were bounced from the playoffs in January following an NFC Divisional Round loss to the eventual Super Bowl champion Rams two months later. Head coach Bruce Arians announced he'd be shifting to the front office job with former defensive coordinator Todd Bowles being named the successor. The Brady News comes after Fox. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman departed for ESPN. Of course, ESPN finally has that big flagship Monday night football team back again with Aikman and Buck. Um, Going to be very interesting to find out how much did Fox Sports pony up because Romo and Aikman are basically getting $20 million a year. I'm going to kind of make a call here. I think Brady probably got $30 million a year. That's my gut feeling. Maybe not. Maybe not. But think about every time Fox Sports has the Super Bowl, and there they have the GOAT come out to be their lead NFL analyst. We now know what Tom Brady will be doing. I don't know if he'll be allowed Miami Dolphins ownership on top of doing this. I don't know how that works. I don't know if he would be allowed to do that. I don't know the ins and outs of conflicts of interest on something like that. I kind of doubt it. Now that he's going to be going in and setting down with coaches and teams and players, including ones that will play against the Miami Dolphins. So maybe this was enough money for him to walk away from that. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Peace. I'm out till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for Black and White Sports. My goodness. Deion Sanders, prime time. One of my favorite NFL players of all time. In my opinion, the best cornerback that ever lived. He is blasting the NC2A, and I am here for it because there was something that the NC2A did not count on when it came to name, image, likeness. Of course, college players are now making some bread. Those those high-dollar scholarships, those free educations, they weren't enough for college players, so you got guys out there banking now in college football. I get it. It's a billion-dollar business making a lot of money for the NC2A and their schools. Well, and that's capitalism. Okay. But Deion Sanders is calling out the NC2A for something I'm not sure a lot of us thought about. I didn't think about it uh, really and truly, and that's behavioral issues that comes with young, and in these cases, very young athletes, Getting a lot of bread, plain and simple, because there is one big difference between the NFL and this NC2A. Uh, well, you don't have these behavioral folks on staff like you do in the NFL. Now, maybe some really large programs might, but we're talking about, let's just keep it real, we've all seen the troubled cases in the NFL 
We're talking about behavioral babysitters here. Yes, they have those in the NFL to keep guys out of trouble. Well, a lot of college programs don't have that. Some of them do. Some of them don't. But the uh, but Deion Sanders is blasting college football for not taking into account how much of an ego this was going to give players and the fact that their staffs are not set up to handle that in college football. Deion Sanders blasts the NC2A on NIL. You have a problem. It's no secret that Deion Sanders has an issue with name, image, likeness, NIL dominating the headlines around college football. This is OutKick. Just a week removed from saying that players should focus on the NFL and not NIL, the Jackson State head football coach, by the way, Primetime's a hell of a football coach. I don't know if anybody's noticed that, but he is a hell of a college football coach. He almost got that TCU job. I think he was one of the last two candidates. The Jackson State head football coach said in a Twitter video Wednesday that he believes the NIL is causing causing behavioral issues among players. Let's let's listen to what Primetime's got to say. You got a little problem. Let me explain. Oh. See, but the NIL, which really ain't NIL because there ain't no name, image, and likeness. It's just pay-per-view right now. That's what they're doing to the big boys. Preach. The boys, we can't compete with that. But anyway, you got a problem. You got a problem. See, when you start paying athletes like they're professionals. Uh-oh. You get athletes acting like they're professionals. Yep. And you don't have staffs large enough and equipped enough to handle a young man with money. Let me go deeper. Handle a young man that's making more money than some of the coaches on staff. You got a real problem. So I suggest to you to allow college teams to hire more qualified men, qualified, that can handle these young men that's getting this money. I've got no issues with that. I've got no issues with what Dion's trying to say. If you're going to pay these athletes, then you got to allow these coaching staffs to hire people that can handle all the egos and everything that's going to come with athletes that are paid like they're professionals. Sanders, 54, offered a solution to the NC2A, saying the college team should be allowed to hire qualified men that can handle these young men getting this money. Sanders, competing at the FCS level, has done his best to compete with the big boys, notably flipping the class of 2022's number one overall prospect, cornerback Travis Hunter from Florida State, his alma mater, on day one of the early signing period in December. But that doesn't mean NIL isn't impacting him from running his show how he wants to. Sanders said that it's the Wild West and it's the nature of the NIL is holding back little boys from competing. Quote, see, the NIL, which really ain't NIL because it ain't no name, image, likeness. It's just pay-per-view right now, Sanders said. That's what they're doing at the big boys. Little boys can't compete with that. But anyway, you've got a problem. And yeah, one of the things that's going on is 
People are just transferring everywhere now, which is going to become an issue at some point. I don't know what they're going to do about that, but you got schools that are simply outbidding other schools at this point, even when they're already at the program and may have already been playing at the program. So, but, you know, I understand where Dion's coming from. That could be frustrating. Dion's talked about he wants to build men. And he does want guys that want to play in the NFL, and he wants to coach them up to get ready to play in the league. And NFL staffs has things that college staffs don't, and they pay those guys a lot of money. I know it's ridiculous, the idea of having to babysit grown-ass men, but it's all over the NFL. And if it's all over the NFL, subtract three years from the ages of those big babies, and it's all over college football now. That's what you get. You paid these athletes, these college athletes, and now nobody's acting right because they got money, it's going to their head, and they're acting a damn fool. You know, I mean, I don't see a lot of criminal stuff going on, but I imagine you got some really bad acting personalities now. And Deion Sanders, he's pretty damn old school when it comes to work ethic. He is a grinder. His work ethic was historically hard. I mean, there you go. He expects that from his guys. And now you've added money into the pot. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Dion got a point, or are we just too old? Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and White Sports fans, we're going to be talking about Kyrie Irving and Nike. As you guys know, Kyrie Irving is a Nike athlete, and he's actually one of the most successful athletes for Nike. He makes Nike a lot of money. People like his shoes. Uh, however, guys, it looks like uh, the marriage is probably going to come to an end in 2023. And I got quite a few things to actually say about this, guys, because we know Kyrie Irving beats to the tune of his own drum. We, we know about Kyrie Irving when it comes to the Vats. We know that this man was uh, forced to sit out many games because he did not want to get the jab. And guys, it seems like Kyrie Irving's NBA future may play a role into the reason why now we're hearing that Nike is probably going to drop him in 2023. So we're going to be diving into that in this video, guys. First, go over and get the new Ultra MAGA shirt out of the merch store. I actually just ordered this. I got the army green that you see here right now. Can't wait to get it. Use the discount code USA first, and you're going to save 25% off this price vote. So thank you guys for all of the support. Let's jump into this guys. Nike unlikely to extend signature shoe deal with Kyrie Irving past 2022, 23 season sources say, and this is on ESPN. Brooklyn Nets star Kyrie Irving has long had one of Nike's most popular and profitable signature basketball shoes, but uncertainties surrounding his NBA future 
have left the company unlikely to extend him to a similar signature deal beyond the 2022-23 season, sources told ESPN. Irvin has a new edition of his shoes set to debut in the fall, but that is expected to be the final year of a lucrative signature series that he has had with Nike since 2014, sources said. So he makes a lot of money. The shoes are very popular since 2014. And now all of a sudden it looks like Nike's going to drop him. Yeah, we're going to be diving into this because I know that there's one athlete out there that hasn't played this particular sport in many, many years. And he got a new deal, but we'll get to him. We'll get to him. Okay. Uh, reached by ESPN. Nike did not deny the looming in to Irvin's signature shoe series. Quote, we don't comment on contracts or rumors or speculation. Kyrie remains a Nike athlete, a spokesperson told ESPN on Thursday. Because of Irvin's popularity, it is expected Nike will still offer some product associated with him in the future, such as uh, re- retro shoes from previous collections, sources said. But as discussions between Nike and Irvin about his endorsement future have commenced recently, it has become apparent that his relationship with the company will change, perhaps dramatically so. Now, guys, I'm pretty sure last year, Kyrie Irving came down and um, he slammed the new shoes that uh, Nike was putting out. He said he wasn't involved in it. He called the shoes trash. I'm pretty sure Nike was not too happy about um, Kyrie coming out and slamming the shoes. He wasn't happy. They weren't happy about that at all. But also, guys, Kyrie Irving refused to get the jab. And we know that the Brooklyn Nets, they didn't play him for a large portion of the season because he didn't want to get the jab. And it seems like, you know, that also may be playing a role because Kyrie Irving did not fall in line. It even mentions um, how he was in a battle with um, the VATS mandates in uh, New York City, so he didn't really play. But I don't even believe that should really come become a factor, to tell you the truth, at all. I mean, you can still not play and be marketable, you know. Uh, Irvin 30 possesses $37 million player option for the Nets for the 2022-2023 season. Now, guys, if they if Nike is so worried about Kyrie Irvin's NBA future, why in the world in 2018 did Nike sign Colin Kaepernick to a new deal? Look over here. This is a, a timeline of a uh, of a. Uh, Colin Kaepernick's um, Nike endorsement. Now he's been a uh, Nike athlete um, since uh, what it says here, I believe in 20, yeah, 2012 Nike enters partnership with the NFL and uh, Colin Kaepernick around that um, same time right there. However, in 2016, Colin Kaepernick started kneeling for the national anthem. And guess what Nike did? They said, Oh no, we're not going to use Colin Kaepernick, because they knew that the backlash was immense and people didn't like the kneeling. And you see here from 2016 to 2018, Kaepernick's relationship with uh, Nike goes dormant. They didn't use him in anything. And by the way, guys, Colin Kaepernick, it says here, opted out of his contract with the 49ers. I've said that many, many times, but you Wolsters out there still said he was blackballed. Yeah, he opted out of his contract. 
and he didn't play in the NFL. But then check this out. September 2018, Nike doubles down. And uh, they, they actually bring Colin Kaepernick back. It says in September, Nike renews Kaepernick's endorsement deal, which would have been on the verge of expiring, despite the fact he had not played in the NFL in nearly two years. Kyrie Irving is still in the NBA. And Nike's looking like they're going to drop him. But they had no problem, you know, renewing the deal of the anthem kneeling, the communist Colin Kaepernick. Now, there's a whole bunch of other things here with Nike we can go into. We've actually mentioned it before. They use slave labor. I don't wear Nike anymore. I stopped wearing Nike years ago. But you see the hypocrisy here. It seems like Nike wants these athletes that's going to fall in line and go with the narrative. And Kyrie Irving is just not that kind of guy. He's not. He's going to beat to the tune of his own drum. He's not going to let anybody tell him what to put in his body. And him coming out and slamming uh, Nike for the last uh, shoes that came out. I get that. I'm pretty sure that Nike is not happy about that. But I also believe Kyrie Irving not getting the jab. I believe that played a role too. That's playing a role. He's still a Nike athlete right now, but we'll have to see what happens. But I find it interesting, guys, that uh, they're worried about Kyrie Irving's NBA future. But Colin Kaepernick, no problem signing him to a deal. And he hadn't played in six years. And he still get that Nike money today. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Let's know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. tuning into black and white sports on youtube the no holds barred truth on sports the main event starts now black and white sports fans we're going to be talking about the los angeles lakers here in this video as you guys may already know phil jackson 11 time nba champion as a head coach two times as a player and uh five of those championships he actually won as a coach of the Lakers. Well, he is now back in the Laker organization, technically in an unofficial role, but he is advising them on where to go with a new head coach. And as soon as I found out that Phil Jackson was um, going to be involved with the Lakers to some extent, I knew it would only be a matter of time before the name of LeBron James came into play here. As you guys may already know, LeBron and Phil Jackson, they're not very fond of each other. At least Phil Jackson is not very fond of uh, LeBron James. Uh, Phil Jackson, not a fan of the style of play uh, LeBron James has. Also, he uh, had that whole posse thing. He he called LeBron and his entourage a posse. And LeBron James got triggered, essentially kind of calling uh, Phil Jackson a racist. But that's LeBron James, and we know how he is well. Guys, Bill Plasky came out and said something. Check this out over here on Lakers Daily. Bill Plasky, quote, I've heard that Phil Jackson would like LeBron traded and would like to keep Westbrook. Now, trading LeBron James at this point, that's a pretty good idea right there. 
I'm not exactly sure if LeBron has a uh, no trade clause, but it would make sense. LeBron James, 37 years old, is going to be 38 years old. He had very good numbers this season, like 30 points per game, eight rebounds, seven assists. The problem is he only played in 52 games. He missed 30 games. So that's a major problem right there. But the production of LeBron looks good on paper. If you trade him, I'm pretty sure that you can get something. Now, Westbrook going to be a lot harder. He opts in. He's owed $47 million. Going to be very, very hard to trade Westbrook. But uh, let's read some of this, guys. According to Bill Plasky of the Los Angeles Times, former Los Angeles Lakers head coach Phil Jackson would like to see LeBron James traded from the team. He also mentioned that Jackson would like for the Lakers to keep Russell Westbrook and try to make it work with him. Now, I don't see how in the world is that going to work with Westbrook. I've been very, very clear. What Russell Westbrook is going to be the man on your team if you have no desire to win. If he is going to be a one-man show, that's his thing. He's great, but you're not going to really go anywhere with Russell Westbrook. Now, keeping Westbrook, he's younger than LeBron. There's no doubt about it. But um, you're not going to win games. You're just not. Plasky says this quote: "I've heard from I've heard that uh, Phil would like uh, LeBron traded. I've just heard that I do know that Phil would like to keep Westbrook and try to make it work with him. Now I want to be uh, clear about something else. He said that he didn't have any other details to like really confirm this. This is what he heard, and that was nothing more." But this is not surprising to me, given the relationship with um, Phil Jackson and um, LeBron James. LeBron, not a big fan of Phil. Phil, not a big fan of of LeBron. Jackson has been reportedly a big influence within the Lakers organization due to his close relationship with uh, Lakers owner Jeannie Buss. He is currently helping Thos team on his latest coaching search. Although... Jackson has an impressive resume regarding his coaching. His executive decisions have not held the same pedigree. Well, he was with the Knicks. The Knicks are terribly run. Um, there's no help in the Knicks, really. He has also been known to be very critical of James at times, especially when the four-time MVP was with the Miami Heat. He once referred to that team's style of play as Xbox basketball, and more specifically, wasn't a fan of Xbox games or whatever those games games are when you play one on one. At the end of the day, the Lakers would be foolish to let go of arguably the greatest player in the history of the sport, as he not only makes the team a championship contender due to his mere presence, but fills the seats night in and night out at Crypto.com Arena. All right, I'm gonna stop right there. This is from Lakers Daily here, okay? LeBron James is not the greatest player in um, franchise history. He's old, his defense is lacking, and he misses a lot of games. Uh, Crypto.com Arena is filled up because they're the Lakers. People are still going to go to the games without LeBron James. But look at the stat line here. He averaged 30.3 points per game, 8.2 rebounds, 6.2 assists per game. Yeah, great, but he's only played... 52 games last season and the Lakers only won, I believe 33 games. Yeah. 
greatly, greatly underachieved. And LeBron James is the main reason for that. He wanted this super duper old team and they just completely fell apart. The chemistry was bad. The health is bad. Uh, Anthony, Anthony Davis, I don't know if they can trade him because he's the youngest player. He's still in his 20s. But he's almost untradeable because he can't stay healthy and he's young. At least LeBron is older and missing games. But uh, what do you guys think of this? What do you guys think of this uh, rumor that uh, Phil Jackson wants the uh, Lakers to dump LeBron James and trade him away? I'm not surprised by this. I think that they should actually do this now because LeBron only has one year left on his contract. And I don't think he's going to stay with the Lakers. So you might as well get something for him rather than nothing. This team is a complete mess, man. A complete mess. They have no coach, no chemistry. They are a complete disaster. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrians for Black and White Sports. If you're new to the channel, make sure you hit subscribe. And as always, we appreciate everybody for watching. We got breaking news involving that incident between Mike Tyson and that guy on that JetBlue flight from last month. And really and truly, that was the big, big news of last month in sports was the Mike Tyson incident. Well... The guy was, look, the guy was giving Mike, I, I, I'm not sure how you wake up in a day and say, today is the day I'm going to F with Mike Tyson and see how this goes. I'm going to irritate Mike Tyson and see how this goes. Well, um, kind of like a little foo-foo dog that won't leave you alone, this guy decided to irritate Mike Tyson to no end, and then Mike Tyson turned around, and as you can expect from the baddest man on the planet... Started laying the wood on the guy. Mike Tyson faces no charges over JetBlue passenger beatdown. This is OutKick. Mike Tyson will not be charged for his JetBlue Airways beatdown of another passenger last month per TMZ Sports. Tyson 55 had been facing the possibility of multiple criminal charges after he punched a man in the face with his signature right hand multiple times after the passenger allegedly threw a water bottle at him. The passenger's attorney, Mike Morgan of Morgan & Morgan, claims no water bottle was thrown and his client was just, quote, overly excited. A spokesperson from the Tyson camp told Outkick that the fan was harassing Tyson and then threw a water bottle at him. Quote, unfortunately, Mr. Tyson had an incident on a flight with an aggressive passenger who began to harass him and he threw a water bottle at him while he was in his seat. The San Mateo County District Attorney told TMZ Monday that due to the conduct of the victim leading up to the incident, the interaction between Mr. Tyson and the victim, as well as the request of both the victim and Mr. Tyson, no charges would be filed against one of the boxing's greatest heavyweights. We thank the San Mateo DA, Stephen Wagstaff, the San Mateo 
County Sheriff and all law enforcement agencies involved in this investigation for their careful, diligent, and professional work, said Tyson's attorney. So there we go. Now, that's criminally, okay? The one thing that everybody said was, oh, crap, Mike, looks like your pockets may end up getting a little lighter after this incident. I don't know. I'm waiting for the civil lawsuit to come. Uh, when we heard he retained a lawyer, it was like, oh, crap. You know, he's about to try to sue the pants off of Mike Tyson over getting punched in the face or whatever it was multiple times. I saw the video. He got punched a lot. Oh, and he was irritating the living hell out of Mike Tyson. Unbelievable. Unbelievable behavior, but no criminal charges against Mike Tyson. I said, I cannot imagine ever in life trying to purposely agitate or be belligerent to Mike Tyson. Iron Mike Tyson. Wow. Okay. Not smart, dude. Not smart. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodriguez for Black and White Sports. Well, we got breaking news in here because it seems things aren't going well for WNBA star Brittany Griner, who has been detained in Russia for trying to allegedly, always got to throw that word out for legal reasons, allegedly trying to bring in vape cartridges that has to do with cannabis oil, a Look, an offense that in Russia is extremely serious. We've seen the video. We've seen the mug shots. And now it seems after a court appearance, things did not go well for Brittany Griner at all. Let's get to this. Uh, lawyer, Brittany Griner's detention in Russia has been extended 30 days following court appearance. The pre-detention Pre-trial detention for Phoenix Mercury Center, Brittany Griner, was extended for another 30 days by a Russian court. Griner's lawyer, Alexander Boykoff, said Griner was set to appear in court on May 19, and during the proceedings on Friday in Moscow court, a judge denied a request for Griner to be placed in home detention. Griner has been detained in Russia since February when she was stopped at the airport for allegedly carrying vape cartridges with cannabis oil cartridges in her carry-on luggage. That charge carries a potential 10-year sentence. The U.S. government has said that 31-year-old two-time Olympic gold medalist was wrongfully detained and that they are working to obtain her release. We'll get to that in a second. Former New Mexico Governor Bill Richardson is also working on behalf of Griner's family to see if they can bring her home safely. The WNBA continues to support Griner, placing her initials in Jersey on the sideline of every WNBA court while also paying her full salary this season. Now, Chris Paul has spoken out on behalf of Griner now. Quote, this isn't just an NBA thing or WNBA thing, Paul said. I think everybody just wants her home. Griner is a huge part of the community here. We all support her and just want to get her home as soon as possible. 
And there, there is Chris Paul wearing a shirt with her face on it. And there he is, virtue signaling. And here is the other thing. Considering the rising political tensions between the U.S. and Russia, Russia's strong anti-drug laws and Russia's, quote, gay propaganda law, Griner's family and legal team has sparsely made the comments publicly on her situation as a balance raising national awareness of her plight and not letting her become a political tool for Russia to hold over the U.S., so, yeah, they, I still don't understand. I know they said she was going over there to play basketball. They've tried to turn this into a gender pay issue. Look, I've seen the WNBA ratings. I've got a video coming on it. All right? I had that video lined up before I decided to make this video, and they are putrid, okay? I mean, they're all-time dog shit. So I don't want to hear gender pay gap issue. Because that, look, that league can't afford to pay any more money because nobody is watching. Plain and simple. Uh, But it was probably a terrible idea to carry vape cartridges into a country with cannabis oil in it where you know the penalties are stiff. You're a part of the LGBTQ elemental P community. You decided to go into Russia where they strongly disagree with that lifestyle that in itself put yourself at risk let let's be real Brittany griner has become a, a a lefty virtue signaling tool at this point a lot of democrats have gotten involved in this and has making has decided to make this a cause in order to further elevate their name too okay so there's a lot of different moving parts with this you know, it look, nobody is pro Russia here, but you did break another country's laws, and that's sort of on you. It is what it is, you know. I mean, Brandon Tatum came out, made a video last week, and was like, It's her fault. Well, it is her fault. If she really did this, it's on her, plain and simple. Uh so she's she's detained at least another thirty days after after going to court and uh pre-trial hearing i guess tell me what you think black and white sports fans peace i'm out till next time thanks for watching the show be sure to like comment and subscribe be sure to tune in next time on black and white sports you're tuning into black and white sports on youtube the no holds barred truth on sports the main event starts now. Black and white sports fans, we're going to be talking about the NBA. Yes, the Marxist NBA of China, the most woke sports league out there in 2020. The players got into that bubble, disrespected the country in the name of social justice. However, when it comes to uh, countries like China, they remain silent on, on all of the atrocities that are committed by China. Well, guys, yet again, NBA hypocrisy on full display as now, guys, the Marxist NBA of China has announced that they will play NBA preseason games in the UAE, the United Arab Emirates. And over here on OutKick, NBA to stage games in UAE where homosexuality punishable by death.
And I'm pretty sure, guys, that you will not hear one single NBA player come out and say something about this. Maybe one, maybe two, but not the superstars. The LaChina Jameses of the world, they're not going to say anything. But uh, if you guys remember, in 2016, the NBA pulled the All-Star game out of Charlotte. Why? Because Charlotte decided, you know what? We don't want grown men in the same restroom as little girls. In the NBA, they pulled that away. But now, the Marxist NBA China is going to go to the UAE, where homosexuality is punishable by death. Hypocrites, all of them. Complete hypocrisy, folks. Are you guys surprised by this? They're only going there for one reason, and it's simply money. It says here that the games in uh, Abu Dubai between the Milwaukee Bucks and Atlanta Hawks are scheduled for October the 6th and 8th at the uh, Etihad Arena. Along with the preseason games, the NBA will hold other activities outside the arrangement to encourage fan engagement, such as uh, junior leagues and NBA 2K video game exhibitions. Nothing wrong with any of that. But the NBA either supports LGBTQ rights or it doesn't. And this is an example where the bottom dollar shows it only supports those rights in the U.S. And therefore, not really at all, uh, despite what it would like you to believe. Yeah. It's, o- it's perfectly OK for them to criticize the United States of America, the freest country in the world. But when it comes to overseas money, oh, no. We must remain solid. This is hypocrisy on full display. I suggest that the Marxist NBA China just pats up and leads the country. Remember, this country is just so bad, so bad, even though it's been well documented, folks, that um, we, we've actually talked about a few of these things on um, the Matrix and Roadshow channel. Go and subscribe when it comes to MCU movies. Like uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness ban in some Middle Eastern countries because of LGBTQ plus content. But no, Walt Disney company remains silent, just like the NBA. These people, these companies are full of hypocrisy. The NBA pulled an all-star game out of Charlotte because there were parents out there that said, no, we don't want grown men in the same restroom with our little girls. And the NBA said that you were bigots. But however, Dubai, perfectly okay. UAE, we're going to bend the knee just like we do to China. And we'll make sure that we slam our own country, the United States of America. Are you guys surprised by this? Hypocrisy on full display. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to Black and White Sports, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. 
I'm back. Rodrance for Black and White Sports. Well, there was a shooting outside of the Bucks Celtics playoff game last night. As the game was ending, right outside of the arena, hundreds of people just went flowing out everywhere. And it looks like it was pure and unadulterated chaos. Um, man, pretty pathetic that you go to an NBA basketball game and you've got to be worried about your safety coming out of the arena, but that is where we are at. All right, let's get to this. This is, this is nuts. Breitbart, 100 cent running for cover as shots ring out after Bucks game. Milwaukee police are investigating a reported shooting outside the five-serve forum after the uh, Milwaukee Bucks 108-95 loss to the Celtics. Early reports indicate that two people have been injured in the shooting, which caused hundreds of fans to flee the area. And we've got uh, three pieces from Twitter of people that were at the scene. Breaking. People are being evacuated after reported shots at Bucks games. At Bucks game. Hundreds of terrified Bucks fans running from deer district in Milwaukee after reports of multiple shots fired two people have been shot one person has been arrested let's look at this video. oh yeah people are running like hell say that there was a fight I, i'm not sure i i won't speculate but i could have swore he said there was a huge fight seen at west highland and mlk police tell us two shot one in custody this happened right as the buck celtics was wrapping up so maybe the game wasn't actually over and the shot started outside the shooting sent many people running from deer district police are pushing back folks uh, ATM scene expanding. Oh, wow. Yep, ambulance. Everybody's got the cherries going. That's crazy. There's one, two. Looks like uh, three ambulances. And there's a couple of cops standing around. And this is a video of just one poor sad guy walking down through there. And nobody's there. Uh, so uh, I guess this is a bar district, too couple of stragglers leaving bars lots of trash i don't know that area i'm in texas according to wisn 12 the milwaukee fire department tells wisn 12 news it transported two shooting victims from just outside deer district at dr martin luther king jr and highland uh, so i don't know what that area is like you know some of these stadiums in some of these towns aren't always in the best areas um I was thinking that that was some kind of a, a a district that I guess improved over time, and they they put a lot of restaurants and places to go in that area. But I don't know that for sure. I couldn't confirm it. Um, so, but this is pretty wild. You go to an NBA playoff game, not knowing whether or not you're going to get shot leaving the game. I mean, it's it's just absolutely crazy. 
Um, I think we had a shooting, what, outside of the Washington Nationals game last year or the year before. I can't remember for sure, but I saw this this morning like, wow, this is nuts. Outside of an NBA playoff game, two people shot, one guy or girl taken into custody. Make, tell me what you think. Black and white sports fans, it's very early in the morning right now. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and white sports fans, we're going to be talking about the Marxist NBA of China because we have some very, very interesting data about the NBA, its attendance and what they're doing with ticket prices. Folks, we've been telling you for a long time, the NBA is a woke disaster, a complete woke disaster. They got into that bubble, knelt for the national anthem, criticized this country, but say nothing about China. And now, guys, actually going over to the UAE, another country that um, actually does some things to uh, people of the LGBT community. Well, guys, this data that we're going to be talking about here in this video should open your eyes, folks, that the NBA is a dying brand. But first, guys, go over and get your merch at the Black and White Network merch store. Media is the real virus. I'm wearing the Wuhan James shirt right now. Somebody on my network video actually asked about it. It's in the merch store and we're going to give you 26% off if you use the discount code LaChina1. Let's get into this, guys. NBA teams hike ticket prices as attendance drops. Internal data shows. Are you guys surprised by this? The NBA is a dying brand. I told you guys when they got in that bowl and they started kneeling, I was out. I was not going to turn on the TV I would not attend the game, and I believe I'm not the only one, and now we have the data that proves it, folks. So, let's read some of this, guys. It says here, NBA owners are raking in more cash than before the pandemic by charging higher ticket prices despite lower TV ratings and increasingly empty seats at arenas. According to internal NBA data exclusively obtained by the New York Post. So people are not showing up to the arena. Therefore, that equals uh, lower profits. But what the NBA owners did, they jacked up the prices. This is glorious, folks. The average gate per team or dollars from ticket sales rose 10.2% compared to the last pre-pandemic season, 2018-2019, with fans now paying an average of $109 per ticket according to data from this past season. That's an 18.6% increase since 2018 and 2019. It is roughly double the rate of inflation. Yeah, you, gotta, you guys got to remember, man, the Marxist NBA of China, they wanted you to go out and vote for Joe Biden. And allegedly, you guys did that. And guess what? Inflation at a 40-year high, and therefore, people probably not attending games roughly because of that as well. And uh, guess what? The owners had to jack up the ticket prices and people like I'm good. The wokeness inflation, the NBA did this to themselves. 
He says, um, however, the number of paid fans at arenas plummeted 7.1% to 13,603 per game. The exclusive data also shows the post calculated average ticket prices by dividing gate receipts by average attendance. The numbers are still worse for underperforming clubs with some suffering declines of more than 30% in home attendance. Wow. That is insane guys. Now this is the, uh, the top teams right here, golden state, the Lakers, but the percentage change from the prior season, they're in the red. Now the Brooklyn Nets are actually, um, they look to be up right there, but this is glorious guys. We have been telling you guys that the woke NBA was going to be alienating fans. When you get political, when you start disrespecting the country, kneeling for the national anthem, telling people, the fans that this country is racist, you're going to pay the price and NBA fans. They haven't come back. Now, the NBA playoffs, the attendance has been up, but it's still not great. It's still not great. You can blame this man right here on the far left right here. LaChina James, Wuhan James, the shirt I'm wearing right now. LaChina James, this man has destroyed the NBA. I've been very, very clear about that. Very, very clear. Uh, let's see here. It says, um, quote, I'll be wondering if. This is a canary in a coal mine. A source who advises NBA team said, if I were silver, I would be on the teams with the biggest attendance drops, telling them it is unacceptable. Unacceptable. Locally, because New York Post is in New York, the underachieving Knicks average ticket price rose to $185, a 14% increase since 2018-19 despite the team failing to make the playoffs this year. The franchise, the franchise's uh, paid attendance fell 4%. The the Marxist NBA of China is an absolute disaster, folks, and they're going to be having that. Um, they make most of their money from um, TV contracts. Now, the ratings are down. I'm pretty sure the NBA is probably going to want something around, um, and I was reading this, uh, $9 billion a year. From uh, ESPN, ABC. Do they really deserve this? Because the ratings are horrific, horrific. And these NBA players, you know, they want their money. You know, they want the money. And if they get most of their money from these TV deals, guess what? The players are not going to get the money that they think they deserve. But they did it to themselves. They got woke and the NBA is going broke. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Let us know what you think about it all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. tuning into black and white sports on youtube the no holds barred truth on sports the main event starts now black and white sports fans we're going to be talking about tom brady here in this video and of course espn stephen a smith the news came down yesterday that um once tom brady's uh playing days are over it may be actually at the end of uh, this season 
he's going over to Fox Sports to the, to be the lead analyst on their NFL games. And he's going to make a ton of money, folks. The words came out, the word came out that um he was going to get $375 million over 10 years. That is an average of $37.5 million. That is way more money than Tom Brady has ever made playing NFL quarterback, even though he definitely should have been compensated at least that amount of money because he is the greatest of all time. Well, ESPN Stephen A. Smith has weighed in on Tom Brady going over to Fox Sports when his playing career is over. And we don't know exactly when Tom Brady's playing career is over. It will probably be at the end of this season. I'm I'm going with that. I actually mentioned that to you guys um, earlier this year when he came back that this would probably be his last year. And I'm sticking by that. But he could play longer. I, I expect him to play at a very, very high level. Tom Brady said he had unfinished business. But Stephen A. Smith gave an interesting take on Tom Brady going over to Fox Sports. So we're going to be diving into that in this video, guys. First, check out blackandwhitenetwork.com for exclusive content. Memberships are available. You click the membership tab. We have uh, three different membership plans. Get exclusive videos over there. A lot of stuff um, that we can't put on YouTube. Some of them have actually been sports videos that we try to put up over here demonetized so we put it up for the members it just starts at five dollars per month you can also shop for the merch get your merch use the discount code lachana one we're going to give you 26 percent off your purchase folks media is the real virus is still our number one selling shirt of all time so here we go guys stephen a smith couldn't care less about tom brady joining fox sports and he uh, talked about that uh, this morning on ESPN's first take. Stephen A. Smith doesn't really hold back whatsoever. But the reasoning why he doesn't actually care about uh, Tom Brady uh, going to Fox is because, well, Tom Brady's still an active player. So he says he doesn't care. He doesn't give a damn because really we're not going to see Tom Brady this season over at Fox. But there is a clip here, guys. Let's go ahead and uh and uh play this clip. This is a classic uh, Stephen A. Smith, and you'll hear his reaction. Well, forgive me if I don't care that much. I'm interested in seeing him play this year, trying to win another Super Bowl. Yeah. And call, call me when he's in the booth. I think he's a brilliant mind. Mm -hmm. I think he'll be phenomenal. I, I think I think he's absolutely going to be great. Uh, he deserves it. I'm happy for him, but I'm interested in seeing him play. I can yeah. give a damn about him in the booth right now. Okay, fair enough. So that is Stephen A. Smith's uh, take right there. He said he's he thinks Tom Brady's going to be great, but he doesn't want to talk about it right now because Tom Brady is still an active player. Now, I don't know if there's been uh, many other players, active players that have already, um, you know, signed over with another company, you know, doing a uh, sports analysis, that kind of thing. I believe, though, when uh, Ryan Clark was with the Pittsburgh Steelers, he was actually doing stuff for ESPN. But once he was done, he went full time over to uh, ESPN and he's still there. Tom Brady. Now this is kind of surprising to me. I never expected Tom Brady to be a play by play analyst. I thought he would, you know, just kind of do his own thing, you know, with his TB 12 thing. Um, 
remember the the Dolphins thing was still out there where he was actually going to get um traded to the Dolphins and um have um be a minority owner. Doesn't look like that's going to happen. I can't imagine, you know, an NFL owner, even though a minority owner, actually doing play-by-play for an NFL team. Um, analysts have to be non-biased. I know that can be kind of hard, you know, sometimes, especially, you know, I didn't like when Troy Aikman went over to Fox and Fox actually covers, you know, the NFC. Troy, has he been biased to- towards the Cowboys? I don't think so, but he's definitely a Dallas Cowboy at heart. But uh, Fox actually has um, the NFC East, so you probably end up seeing uh, Tom Brady on covering a, a lot of um, NFC East games, namely the Dallas Cowboys. But that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fan Stephen A. Smith says he doesn't care about Tom Brady's Fox deal. He's still an active player right now. Call me when he's actually in the booth right now. Stephen A. Smith said he doesn't give a damn. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. tuning into black and white sports on youtube the no holds barred truth on sports the main event starts now black and white sports fans we're going to be talking about colin kaepernick here in this video and also seahawks wide receiver dk metcalf now you guys know that colin kaepernick has been out there saying he wants an opportunity to play in the nfl for the first time in six years, even though this man has had multiple opportunities. Well, DK Metcalf was actually on Shannon Sharp's podcast and Shannon Sharp asked him a question about the possibility of playing with Colin Kaepernick. Well, guys, it didn't seem like DK Metcalf was really that enthusiastic about playing with one Colin Kaepernick. So check this out, guys, over here on OutKick. DK Metcalf's non-committal about idea of Kaepernick in Seattle. Now Kaepernick's name has been out there because he reached out to Pete Carroll uh, to get an opportunity to play with Seattle. Pete Carroll doesn't seem that committed also about playing with or signing, I should say, um, Colin Kaepernick. Well, there is a clip here, guys, and I'm going to be honest with you. DK Metcalf, does seem like he wants uh, Colin Kaepernick in the NFL. He believes that he should have another shot, but it doesn't seem like he is particularly fond of actually catching passes from one Colin Kaepernick. So let's listen to a portion of this clip from Shannon Schott's podcast. Would you be open to playing with Colin Kaepernick? I mean, there's a lot. Now all of a sudden, like every time, Oh, there seems to be a buzz swirling around Colin Kaepernick right. getting another opportunity. Oh, Cap, he's working out. He and he worked out with Tyler Lockett. I don't know if you were there or not, but he's been throwing a lot. It seems like he's a, a he's like an act. He's like little baby or, or little Dirk. Some of them. <laughs> he's he's on tour. He's he's in San Francisco. He's in Seattle. He's in Atlanta. He's just going all over the place. Would you be open to um, you know Cap having Cap in your locker room? Coach, I'm gonna tell you, if they brought him in, like I, I have no say so. Right. 
That's a red flag right there. Shannon Sharp asking, would you be open to playing with him? First thing he says is, I have no say so. Not a yes or no, like, yeah, yeah, it'll be cool. No, he says, I have no say so. Red flag right there. Right. And I'm going to have to, you know, play with him and, uh, you know, get, get along with him. Do you do you think he'll get another shot? Do you think he deserves another shot? Oh, a hundred percent. Everybody de- deserves a second chance at you know anything that they do. Right. In my opinion, so when people tell people told me that with Shannon, yeah, he deserves a second chance. I said, second chance for what? What did he do that was wrong? Exactly nothing. So he, so he just he just deserves the opportunity. Somebody, do you believe he'll get that opportunity? Somebody somebody's gonna take a chance and give him another opportunity after six years. After six years. Wow. So right there, even Shannon Sharp doesn't seem to really believe that Cap is going to get another shot after six years. Now, Shannon Sharp's a Hall of Famer. It is going to be extremely difficult for a quarterback like Colin Kaepernick, who was pretty mediocre the last time we saw him back in 2016, to get an opportunity. Now, Shannon Sharp truly knows the truth that Colin Kaepernick just ain't that good. DK Metcalf probably also knows that Colin Kaepernick just ain't that good. That is way too much time off, but they're open to the idea of him coming back to the NFL. But DK Metcalf doesn't actually seem fun of catching passes from one Colin Kaepernick. Now, DK Metcalf was an all pro wide receiver in 2020, and I'm pretty sure that he wants a capable quarterback to catch passes from. Now, the Seattle Seahawks, they traded away Russell um Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos. They need a quarterback. And right now, if any team would probably um, sign Kaepernick, it may be the Seahawks, but I don't think that Colin Kaepernick is a starting level quarterback. I don't. And if you're an all pro wide receiver like DK Metcalf, you probably want a QB that can actually get you the ball. Now, there's videos out there of Colin Kaepernick actually throwing passes. Uh, no defenders in his face. He doesn't have to read any defenses. Nothing like that. He's pretty much, you know, just playing catch in the backyard. That's pretty much it. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Well, Black and White Sports fans, the Philadelphia 76ers have gone home. They fell to the Miami Heat last night, 99 to 90 in the Eastern Conference semifinals. And James Harden was absolutely pathetic, guys. James Harden. Now, I've seen many, many James Harden games because he played out here in Houston. So James Harden, tremendous score, tremendous score. But I noticed something that last season in Houston. Now, he only played, uh, I believe, believe like 10 games or something for the Rockets before he was actually traded to the Nets. James Harden looked fat. Let's just call it what it is. James Harden was fat. 
He was a fat ass. No other way to put it. And he goes over to Brooklyn and he still remains fat. And he's with the 76ers and he's still fat. And guess what, guys? Were you carrying that much weight? Your productivity is going to go down. Now, James Harden is 32 years old. And I don't know what happened, man, but he is just not committed. Look at the thumbnail of this video, guys. Look at how he looks with the Nets in the Nets uniform versus how he looked in a Rockets uniform. He greatly has put on weight. He's a good, I would say, 20 pounds overweight, probably. I don't know for sure. This is concerning, folks, because uh, James Harden can actually get a, uh, a Matt's extension. I don't think that uh, the Sixers should actually give that to him. Because James Harden last night, elimination game, four for nine from the field, three for seven from the three-point line, 11 points. 11 points. This man was the most deadly scorer in the, in the NBA at one point when he was in shape. He has not been committed to losing weight. And now Amari Stoudemire, who was actually a, a player development coach or something like that with the Nets. He unloads on James Harden for being out of shape. Now, he has seen James Harden up front and center, up front and center, guys. So let's read this on OutKick. Count Amari Stoudemire amongst those who weren't surprised to see James Harden disappear with the 76ers season online. A seemingly always out of shape Harden contributed just 11 points in Philadelphia's Thursday night loss to Miami in game six of the Eastern Conference semifinals. Harden's effort, or lack thereof, was was arguably the biggest factor in Philly's season coming to a premature end. When the 76ers swung a deal with Brooklyn to land Harden just before the Leeds uh, trade deadline, Philadelphia believed that Harden was still a superstar who could score at will and carry a franchise. Stoudemire clearly Thought otherwise until recently, he served as a player development assistant for the Nets and spent plenty of time with Harden. He says his quote, I don't think he is this season capable of being that type of player. Stoudemire said during an appearance on ESPN's Get Up. I think not being in top shape, not taking your body serious and not really being able to focus in on that in the offseason and getting yourself prepared through training camp and through through the regular season to get to this point, Stoudemire said. It takes a lot of determination for that to happen, and I don't think that happened for him this past offseason and throughout this season. Well, I'll go all the way back to Houston, okay? He looked fat in Houston. He looked fat in that last season, and the Rockets traded him away. Against the Heat, Harden averaged just 18.2 points per game and shot barely more than 40% from the field. That is terrible for James Harden, who is a top 75 player of all time. Because of his declining numbers, consistent habit of not being in shape, at age 32, Stoudemire would pass on re-signing Harden for big money money this summer. He's eligible for a max contract paying north of $40 million per season, He is not worth that. He's not worth that, guys. The man does not want to get in shape. He doesn't want to work out, but he loves the strip clubs. James Harden actually has his jersey retired in some uh, Houston uh, strip club. Think about that. That's what he's committed to. 
He ain't committed to um, winning games. Stoudemire says this, quote, I can't commit to that. If I'm the owner of the Sixers, I cannot commit to giving him a Matt Steele. Stoudemire told Get Up. I just don't see the dedication that I would need to see from my top 75 player. You have to be able to have a certain level of determination and focus on being the best player you can possibly be and also be there for your teammates then when, when they need you most. Stoudemire continued, if he's not capable of doing that as a Mats player, I'm not going to be willing to now give you a Mats contract if you're not showing me that you can handle the situation. And Amari Stoudemire is right on the money, man. James Harden has had flameouts in the playoffs before when he was actually in shape. We all know what happened against the uh, the San Antonio Spurs when an old man Mono Ginobili um, blocked a shot from James Harden. That was pretty bad right there. But not at this point, guys. James Harden is not a max contract person. If I'm the Sixers, yeah, I'm letting him walk away. I am. James Harden needs to show commitment to his body. He's not committed. He's not committed. But that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans, do you guys agree with Amari Stoudemire that James Harden is not a Mats contract player anymore? I 1000% agree with that. Do you guys believe that James Harden is definitely fat and out of shape? I don't even think that's a question. And that has greatly contributed to his numbers the way they are now. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and White Sports fans, we're going to have to step back to the 2021 MLB season. Last season, the MLB All-Star Game was supposed to be played in Atlanta, the home of the Atlanta Braves. But however, Rob Manfred decided to bend the knee to Stacey Abrams and Democrats and throw the All-Star Game out of Atlanta, which is majority black, by the way. And he moved it to Colorado where the Rockies play all because of Stacey Abrams and the lie that the new Georgia voting laws would actually suppress minority voters. I can't believe Rob Manfred actually did it, but they did do it. And then everybody was saying, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be nice if the Atlanta Braves won the world series? And guess what? The Atlanta Braves ended up winning the world series and I'm an Astros fan. And I wasn't even mad about it. Actually, I actually was um happy for the Braves because I knew that the backlash that Stacey Abrams would get, and that Rob Manfred would get would be immense. And I remember when uh, Stacey Abrams actually tweeted out, congratulations to the Braves. She got destroyed on Twitter. I believe she was uh, trending, if I'm not mistaken. Well, flash forward now, guys. 2022 primaries are going on right now in Georgia. And the voting laws were updated in Georgia. And has the vote actually been suppressed? 
not based on this data folks. And Rob Manfred and Stacey Abrams look absolutely foolish with this data here. Check this out, guys. You can see here this tweet from um, Gabrielle Sterling. We are at 223% of 2018 turnout as of today in Georgia. 292,164 voters have cast their primary ballots. Early in person is at 157,671 GOP, 109,529 for Socialist Democrats, and 1,821 for nonpartisan voters, which is independence. Mailed absentee votes cast are 11,044 for the GOP, 11,749 for Socialist Democrats, and 350 for nonpartisans, a.k.a. independents. But I thought that Stacey Abrams said that the vote would be suppressed. This was always a lie, folks, and now we got the data to back it up. How foolish today does Rob Manfred actually look? How foolish? Actually, guys, I don't know where the MLB All-Star game is for this season, but MLB should move that game to Atlanta. They really should. Rob Manfred bent the knee to a lie, and Atlanta suffered for it. The businesses out there suffered for it. Rob Manfred, you look like an like an absolute fool. And uh, over here on Outkick, uh, Georgia primary vote voting skyrockets. Clay Travis says MLB owes state an apology. And I agree with uh with uh, Clay Travis here. But you can see right here, um, Ed O'Keefe. This is from um April second of last year, where MLB announced it'll move the All Star Game and draft out of Atlanta due to the state passing a new new election law last week. Absolute fools, folks, because now more Georgians are actually voting now. What idiots over there? What idiots? I don't see how people support and believe anything that Stacey Abrams um, says. Remember, she lost the, the uh, governor's race in Georgia, and she's trying to run again, and it ain't looking good for Democrats because uh, Joe Biden has been an absolute disaster. But uh, Clay Travis tweets out Major League Baseball pulled the All-Star game from Atlanta because they told us Georgia's new voting law would cut voting. Instead, voting rates in 2022 are nearly twice as high as they were in 2018 midterms under the old law. MLB should apologize to Georgians and give All-Star game back. One thousand percent agree with that. Folks, this is glorious. This is glorious, man. The lies of Democrats are being exposed again. And Rob Manfred, you should know that these socialists don't watch baseball. They can care less. They don't they don't like the product. Okay, they don't watch TV. They don't watch sports. They don't like sports because these people are always crying about something. They're miserable. But that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. If you're in Georgia, it is a good day because you can tell Stacey Abrams is a liar. Voting is way, way up in Georgia, almost double for the primaries. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports.
tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and White Sports fans, we're going to be talking about Earl Thomas here in this video. As you guys may have well um, known, Earl Thomas had a warrant out for his arrest. Uh, Rose did a video on that, I believe, like a week before last. Well, guys, Earl Thomas now has been arrested in Texas more than two weeks after warrant issued. Now, Earl Thomas is from my neck of the woods. I'm from Beaumont, Texas, and he's from Orange, which is right next door, close to the Louisiana border here. And uh, let's read this. Former Seattle Seahawks safety Earl Thomas was arrested Friday in his hometown of Orange, Texas, more than two weeks after a warrant was issued following his alleged violation of court protective order. According to a report by WFAA in Dallas, Thomas was arrested by the Orange Police Department after he was recognized at a restaurant. Now, guys, the Golden Triangle, that's the Beaumont, Port Arthur and Orange area. That is the football capital of the world. I mean, people are going to recognize you if you are a football star, especially, you know, someone from the local area. So I don't know if he just didn't care or um, what he was doing. I really don't know. But anyway, an arrest warrant for Thomas was issued on April 27th in Austin, Texas, after police said he violated the protective order by sending threatening messages to a woman about her and her children. The Austin American uh, statesman reported last week. Orange, Texas is located near the Louisiana border, more than 250 miles from Austin. Thomas faces a third degree felony for at least two violations within 12 months of a protective order from May, t- May 2021 that stated he could communicate with the woman only through a co-parenting phone app. According to the newspaper, I didn't know that those scenes even existed. The woman had told police that Thomas recently began threatening her and her children via text including uh, one message on April 18th informing her that he had just obtained two handguns and another later that day in which he told her he would what he would uh, quote kill her ass close quote Trey Dolezal who represents Thomas in his ongoing divorce told the American statesman that the warrant the arrest warrant stains from Thomas reaching out to the woman to see their children okay Thomas, 33, told ESPN's Adam Schefter on April 22nd that he wants to resume his NFL career. The seven-time Pro Bowler selection and three-time first-team All-Pro has not played in a game since the 2019 season, the year he signed a four-year, $55 million contract with the Baltimore Ravens in free agency. Baltimore released him in August 2020 after an altercation in which Thomas punched teammate Chuck Clark doing a training camp practice. So there you have it, guys. Earl Thomas is now arrested. I don't know what to make of his uh, NFL future. This man was really, really great when he was on the football field, but he has legal problems, folks, and uh, drama with women. I don't know who to believe in this situation. I really, really don't. But um, I wish Earl Thomas and um, his family the best, man. We'll have to see what happens. But uh, that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans, do you guys believe that Earl Thomas will be on the football field again? Or does he just have too much legal drama right now? He hadn't played since uh, 2019. So we'll see. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? 
black and white sports fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to black and white sports and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like comment and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on black and white sports. You're tuning into black and white sports on YouTube. The no holds barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for black and white sports. Well, we've got another unexpected person here that has decided to come out and be vocal against Colin Kaepernick when it comes to his social justice efforts. Now, he does believe that the quarterback is trying to get back into the NFL, but I think he questions whether or not he really can make that leap back. I always, anytime I do a Kaepernick video, I always try to remind people, lifelong 49ers fan saw every snap Kaepernick ever took in the league. I also want to remind people that he had an opportunity to play with the Denver Broncos via a trade that was a done deal. They were going to pay him $10 million when Kyle Shanahan showed up to the Niners. He refused to go to the Broncos, did not feel that that $10 million was fair enough. So there was his chance to play. Yes, he had kneeled for the national anthem the year before. That in itself should have squashed that black ball lawsuit. But no, the NFL decided to award it to him anyway. Also, do not forget the Ravens were going to sign him a year and a half or two years later as a backup. And, of course, his girlfriend went out there and tweeted out something really repugnant in regards to the Ravens owner and Ray Lewis. Let's just say... Basically, she called Ray Lewis and Uncle Tom. Well, of course, the Ravens did not sign Kaepernick after that. So he has had his chances. I've got two different articles involving Adam Pac-Man Jones. And yeah, I, I'm, I was surprised by this. But at the same time, it's guys like this. It's guys like Antonio Brown. These guys that have almost no filter, really and truly that is going to say some things almost a little bit like kids in the fact that they're going to say some things that brings rawness that may hurt some people's feelings. Well, here we go. Adam Pacman Jones talks Antonio Brown, Colin Kaepernick criticism. Former NFL cornerback Adam Pacman Jones says he sides with wide receiver Antonio Brown who questioned whether quarterback Colin Kaepernick is making a charitable impact. Last week, Brown appeared on Cigar Talk's podcast and asked for evidence of Kaepernick's success with his Know Your Rights camp, which launched in 2016. Quote, he built a foundation, Brown said, but what did it do, though? I'm being real. What superhero he enforced? Who he put on? Who did he help? Jones, who watched Kaepernick work out as part of the NFL comeback efforts in April, told TMZ uh, in an interview released Saturday, it's, it's a fair line of criticism. He specifically wondered about the money the former 49ers star received from his settlement agreement with the NFL. 
in 2019 after he filed a collusion lawsuit. In other words, what did he do with all that cash? You took the money. Now, let's get to this, because this is a few days earlier. Adam Pacman Jones questions if Colin Kaepernick's ego can handle an NFL return. And he makes a statement in here, and then he goes down and talks a little bit about himself, and I think there's a relation between the two. Colin Kaepernick was shut out of the NFL for the last five years after he took a knee during the national anthem to make a statement on police brutality. But in recent weeks, Mark Davis, the owner of the Raiders, said he'd welcome back the pro with open arms if that's something his coaches and general manager found fitting for the team they're building. The possibility of Kaepernick's return is a move that cornerback Adam Pacman Jones supports despite having a few questions. I think he's got a chance, he told the L.A. Magazine. There's 96 quarterbacks. You can't tell me he's not better than 40 of them. Well, Adam Jones, I'd tell you that. I'm eager to see if he gets a call and how he responds to it because everything is a process. If he does his due diligence, I think it'll work. But if he won't do his due diligence, I don't think it'll work. I don't think it'll work. Now, he comes down here and makes a statement about himself after all this. By the way, he says, I think the Raiders would be a good fit. I think being behind Derek Carr, you know, he can give him time to get his mojo back. There's no rush. But the question is, can he sit back and play his role as a backup until his number is called? There's no way in hell outside of Derek Carr getting hurt. Kaepernick is beating or outplaying Derek Carr. Not a chance. Now, he goes on to talk about his own experience and about football and what it takes. It changed my life. And he's talking about after he was drafted, changed my whole life. I wouldn't be here talking to you if I didn't have football before providing some advice to NFL prospects getting drafted into the league. You know that football is a business. It's not high school anymore. you got to treat it like a business. Take care of your body. Your body is your business and enjoy it. Football first. Nothing else but football right now. Everything else will take care of himself. So that's his, that's his little tip back to the draftees. But that also can be, and this has been a lot of people's point, including mine, this, that's a little, that's a little nod, a little tip back to Kaepernick that put so much ahead of applying himself to be a franchise NFL quarterback, he decided all these other things was more important. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Matthew Stafford, all these guys, Joe Burrow, I mean, Justin Herbert, all these guys that are going to be elite, even the guys that aren't considered elite, they live and breathe football and getting better on the field. Colin Kaepernick did not do that. He decided he had other things he wanted to do. Do you know how robotic Tom Brady was for 20 years? We're just now kind of seeing him come out of his shell 
after he already won seven Super Bowls, okay? Kaepernick had all these causes he wanted to get involved with. And yeah, one could say it cost him his NFL career because he decided other things were more important to apply himself to. Guess what? Wasn't a good enough quarterback for that to be okay. His performance wasn't good enough for him not to put everything he had into being an NFL quarterback. Kaepernick had a rocket arm. But you want to know what he couldn't do? He couldn't hit a running back running out in the flat. He had no touch. And it was clear he did not want to try to learn it. There was a reason that Kaepernick and Kyle Shanahan never got along and it wasn't going to work because he couldn't run Shanahan's offense. And everybody knew that. And Pac-Man Jones is telling you right here, what have you done for the community? All these social justice causes, you took money from Nike, Antonio Brown called him out for that, and Netflix. You took all this money, you got documentary, you got Nike money, as Antonio Brown called it. And what did you do with it? What have you done with it? How much of that money have you truly given back? You got 20 large from Nike. Did you give 12 of it back? 15 of it back? Since you're so ate up, you couldn't make it on five large? Donate 15 of it? Somehow, I bet if you look at the numbers, you can track around to the fact he didn't give near that much money. And I can tell you, I have seen the numbers. Now, he didn't give 80% of it back to his causes. I've seen the numbers myself. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fan, Adam Pacman Jones, raw and real. But is he willing to do his due diligence to get back in the league? And what did you really do for the community this whole time? I told you. When Antonio Brown made these comments, this has been a conversation among black athletes in locker rooms about Kaepernick. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Road Rants for Black and White Sports. If you're new to the channel, make sure you hit subscribe. And as always, we appreciate everybody watching. Let's get to Brittany Griner because yesterday we found out that Russia had had a pre-trial hearing. Her detainment got extended 30 days. Of course, she's a WNBA star and played college basketball at Baylor, also a member of the women's team USA um, for the, in plays in the Olympics. Well, anyway, she was caught bringing vape cartridges with cannabis oil into Russia. They busted her on video, allegedly. <laughs> it's funny, we see it on video, but allegedly. And that is a very serious crime in Russia. Okay, she broke Russian law. Well, we may be getting to sort of an end game involving what Russia may want. Now, keep in mind, in Russia, they've got what's called state-run media, like China, okay? 
If we ain't careful, that's where we're going here. I'm just letting you know we may already be there. Have you ever watched CNN and MSNBC? Well, it seems like a propaganda channel for the Joe Biden administration. And it's going to be interesting to see with the pressure that some of the Democrats are putting out there to try to virtue signal to get Brittany Griner back. Will they cave? Okay, because now the winds are blowing as to what Russia wants back for Brittany Griner. And uh, here we go. Reports Russia wants, quote, merchant of death in exchange for Brittany Griner. There ain't no way. I mean, no way. For the first time since Brittany Griner's arrest almost three months ago, Russia appears to have publicly signaled its asking price for her safe return if multiple reports by Russian state media are to be believed. I would take them with a massive Massive grain of salt. This is Yahoo. Russia is looking to exchange the WNBA star in a prisoner swap for notorious convicted arms trafficker Victor Bout. Several state-owned Russian news outlets reported Friday, citing an unnamed government unnamed government government sources. Bout, whose exploits earned him the nickname the quote. Merchant of Death, (laughs) sounds like a WWE name, flooded fierce conflicts in Africa and the Middle East with weapons, U.S. authorities say. He was arrested during a sting operation in uh, Thailand in 2008, extradited to the U.S. and sentenced to 25 years for conspiracy to kill U.S. citizens, delivery of anti-aircraft missiles, and providing aid to a terrorist organization, and that only gets you 25 years? Really? Okay. After Bout's arrest, the U.S. alleged that his Russian allies tried to block his extradition from Thailand to America by bribing key witnesses to give false testimony. I'm surprised they didn't disappear, frankly. Since his 2012 conviction... Bout has been at the top of Russia's prisoner exchange wish list and has been linked repeatedly in Russian state media with potential swaps involving jailed Americans that have not come to fruition. U.S. Ambassador to Russia John Sullivan visited Russia's Ministry of Foreign Affairs in Moscow on Wednesday, but the State Department did not disclose what they discussed. A spokesperson for the State Department declined comment to Yahoo Sports on Friday when asked if the negotiations released underway and if Russia was seeking to trade for Bout. Quote, due to operational and privacy concerns, we are unable to discuss specific details, the spokesperson uh, said. While one Russian state media report quoted an unnamed source who described a potential Griner for Bout exchange as, quote, likely, experts in Russian diplomacy viewed that as skeptical. William Pomerantz, a professor of Russian law and the acting director of the Kennan Institute, told Yahoo Sports that he interprets the reports as a signal that Russia, quote, Russia really wants to make that trade, but cautioned that they give no indication of the U.S.'s willingness. This is Russia saying, wouldn't this be a great idea? This isn't the U.S. saying they're interested We've had other opportunities to get rid of Victor Bout in the past. 
and we haven't done it. Yeah, I wonder how long it's been since there's been such a high-profile prisoner. The, the Marine was over there. Um, I don't know, because this one's becoming a... You know, anything involving anybody in the WNBA is going to be considered a social issue, member of the LGBTQ, P community here. And um, I, I, I can't imagine us doing this, but Biden caving, turning over an arms dealer, the way things have been being done in this country involving, let's just be honest, criminal behavior in the last 18 to 24 months. I mean, I can't put anything past anybody at this point. Okay? I mean, an arms dealer for a WNBA player, not a chance in the pit of Hades would I make this trade. Sorry. And look, I'm I, I that tells you I'm certainly not pro Russia. This this savage criminal should not be swapped for a basketball player. Okay, if you're tops trading cards, that is not that is not happening, okay? It's not going to happen. That's a veto. Now, Russia's kind of smart in this because they're doing the old thing that we see sports clubs do all the time. You know, Baker Mayfield, the Browns want to get rid of him. So what do they do? They call up the local beat reporter, and the local beat reporter because he wants to stay in good with the NFL franchise, well, Seattle Seahawks have inquired about the availability of Baker Mayfield. (laughs) When John Snyder never picked up the phone, right? I'm just using that as an example, but you get the point. All of a sudden, Baker Mayfield's on the market. Now, we knew that because of Deshaun Watson, but you get it. That's the kind of thing that happens all the time. Oh, guy's available. Yeah, it's because the media floated it out there by way of the club. Same thing with Russia here. And the merchant of death. Now, I think we'd be keeping his ass locked up. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Look, it doesn't help that Brittany Griner acted like she hated this country, too, for the last 24 months. Oppressed. Now you're oppressed. I mean, come on. Now you're locked up. Again, you broke Russian law. I'm not trying to be harsh here. But we're not talking U.S. law. You're in somebody else's country, and Russia considered you having disrespected their country. Don't know what else to tell you. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports.